Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome. To the Doc G Show, I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Whoop! Charette. Say what? <laughs> Dr. Gordon. Mm. <laughs> What's up? Did you just get a tranquilizer dart in your neck? <laughs> I don't know. You gotta, I wanted to go slow motion. <laughs> got a dart in your neck, man. You got to take that out. It's not cool. Uh, eyes are heavy. <laughs> ah. Wait. Wait. I like you. <laughs> You're crazy. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> Old school. Listeners, if you're young bucks and you don't know what we're talking about, go watch the movie. It's fantastic. Anywho, mm. Mike, how are you doing? Hmm. Doc G, I'm uh, 8.5. You know the reg, the regular. Standard. The regular, uh, standard. Yes, the standard. The standard mood. Set your clock to it, listeners. Oh, yeah. I well, Mike, B plus. Y- you know before we came on the air, I told you, I have a hellacious mosquito in my townhouse that is causing yeah. havoc mike yeah mm-hmm. he has bit me at least four or five times mm-hmm. yep there's evidence of planning on his part too. i don't there's like evidence. it at all not good not i don't good. like it. now luckily mike i don't react to bug bites for that long nope but mm-hmm. it still just makes me mad he didn't even ask for that blood. He just took it. He just yeah. took it without my permission and put his dirty little needle into my skin. <laughs> that a-hole. Girl, come on. I'm yeah, sorry, Mike. It makes me angry. It makes it you. You hear me, mosquito? It makes me angry. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, Mike, I, uh, if you recall, last week we learned what words will wind up making mentally weak kids. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I am proud to say I went to at least 10 playgrounds this past week and told kids not to worry about it, that they were perfect, and to calm down. Wait, what? I think I successfully stopped them from being (laughs) mentally strong ever, Mike. Ever. There you go. Perfect. Before anybody reports me, I did not do that. I don't go. I, it's I, emotional. It's an emotional shooting. Yeah. I went nowhere close to kids last week, <laughs> listeners. Nowhere close. If I have my choice, that is always the case. Anywho. Oh, that's so funny. An emotional bully. That's just such a funny concept. And it's, it, it happens more often than you would think, Mike. It happens more often yeah, I guess, than you think. I guess, yeah, it's a primary way of bullying. It's bullying. Anyways. Mike, I I, uh, I thought, you know, since we had such a good week last week with our psychoanalysis, I thought we'd do it again. I thought Parade Magazine is helping us out this week. Sweet. They decided to give us 16 things people with high emotional intelligence often say. Cool. Mike, let's, let's start by defining... Emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. EIQ. Yes. Yes. Also known as emotional quotient or Ooh. EQ. 
EQ. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, EQ. It's the ability to recognize and identify emotions in yourself and others and efficiently manage them. Word. It's emotional intelligence, Mike. Now, uh, the analysis of the words here in this article uh, comes from Dr. Veronica Hlavinenko. Hlavinenko. Veronica. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Now, Mike, before we dig into these words, I'm no expert like Dr. Uh, Veronica Hlavinenko, uh, but I, you know, I was thinking about this, and I looked at these words, uh, and I got to be honest, I think a true sensei of emotional intelligence doesn't need to say any of <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, a, okay. a true emotional intelligence sensei can just read another person and tap into themselves without saying anything, right? That's the whole idea. You look, you know, you 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 look into the the, the context, you look into the mm-hmm. the the situation, you know? Saying these words a lot and saying that that makes you an emotionally intelligent person is pretty much the same thing as like a ninth grade boy saying a bunch of things about sex and people being like, Wow, he must have sex a lot. Huh? Like, no, zero. Probably not. Zero, actually. (laughs) Like, come on, man. But I digress, Mike. We've got 16 words that are going to tell us if we're emotionally intelligent or not. Um, Okay. And I'm going to say 16 is way too many. I don't want to waste that much time. (laughs) So we did seven. I'm going to do seven. So the first one, pretty obvious, Mike. You say, I feel a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. Um, Mike, I feel skeptical after this first word thrown out here that this list <laughs> is going to be worth anything. But that's just me. That's just me. The next one, please let me know how I did. Mm. I can get behind this one. You know? Yeah. Getting a little confirmation on how people are perceiving your actions. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one makes sense. I get that one. Uh, I, I, how often do you do that? You do that a pretty good amount. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I ch- I've checked in with you, Doc G. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. How am I bombing on the show? <laughs> is it funny bombing or is it? <laughs> do you do you do that? Do you do that in your actual standups? Hey guys, am I sucking right now? I can't tell. Does anybody? Uh, yes, I do, Doc G. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> and, then, and then sadly, they're all like, "Yes, oh, yes. that hurts. Okay. That right. hurts a lot." Um, next one, Mike. I understand how you feel. Hmm. But, like, this goes back to sort of my start, Mike. Do they understand? You know? Yeah. Like, that's the question. What if the person says, I understand how you feel, and then they follow up that with some question that shows they clearly don't know how you feel? Mm. You know? Like, you could have really low emotional intelligence and just say, I understand how you feel and not have an effing clue. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Just saying. Uh, next one, Mike. How do you feel about it? Mm. How do you feel about it? You know? And again, I'm going to clap back. If a person has high emotional intelligence, they don't have to ask how a person feels. 
They can interpret it, Mike. Contextual mm -hmm. clues. They see how the person yeah. acts. They pick up on body language. Just asking a person about all these emotions, that's like saying, hey, you know what? I'm really good at chemistry. And the person goes, you're really good at chemistry? Prove it. And you go, okay. And you pull out a chemistry textbook and you just start reading it. No. <laughs> no, that means you can read. That doesn't mean you're good at chemistry, right? All this means is you can ask questions. That's all that mm -hmm. means. I don't get it, yeah. Mike. I don't get it at all. Yeah. Next one, I'm proud of you. I can Ooh. get behind this one again. This one I can get behind. Because the emotionally intelligent people have an ability to genuinely be happy for others and detach themselves from other people's uh, successes and whatnot. So yeah. I, I can get behind this one. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm big enough to do this one a lot, Mike. Nope. Mm. Did it, I try to. It depends. It depends. Yeah. You know, it depends on how close I am and how much I wanted what they had. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, very true. If it's something I really wanted and they got it, I'm like, how did that SOB get that? I am so <laughs> much better than that guy. But then I'm going to still say I'm proud of you, even though in my head, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, you dirty dick bag, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how much that counts. I mean, you have a high EQ for saying that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This one, uh, really a head-scratcher here, Mike. Uh, let's talk about it later. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently, emotionally intelligent people, as, as told by Parade Magazine, emotionally intelligent people aren't perfect, but they can table a challenging conversation before it gets heated. Word. Hmm. And yeah. I got to say, I don't know about this one, Mike. No. I mean, you know, alcoholics never want to talk about being an alcoholic. They never want to bring up how they drink too much. It doesn't make them emotionally intelligent. It just makes them not want to address issues that they have in their life. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you know, hey, Jack, I noticed you drink a lot. Ah, let's talk about that later. God, that guy's emotionally intelligent. <laughs> Look at him. He doesn't want to address this. Man, like. Yeah, I don't know. Seems a little ridiculous. <laughs> but, Mike, how do you feel about that list? Um, I feel pretty good about that list, Doc G. Very, uh, I don't know if I feel very high on the EQ scale, but, you know, okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take some notes. Do, do you want to talk about it later? Let's just talk about it later. Yeah, okay. I think that's a, I think that's a pro EQ move. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Want to start this yeah. show? No, thank you. Uh, yes, Doc G, let's start the show. <laughs> Woo! All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Mike, we have a fantastic show. We have none other than Mr. Luke Asgian from the mm. fantastic band Sunroom on the show today. They are going to be in Florida this weekend with friends of the show. Hotel Fiction opening for them. Say what? Listeners, nice. you should get out there. You should see these shows. You should party with them. They get into shenanigans. Yes. They get into shenanigans. But first, we need to start where we start. Birthday suits. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike... 
26 for 45. Hmm. That's a 58%. So, shiznit. I want to see you get over over 60%, Mike. Got to get over 60. I want to see it happen. And I think this first one, it'll be a good start. All right. It'll be a good start. Born on April 26, 1980 in Coleman, Alabama. His family moved to Mississippi when he was six. Growing up, our birthday suit wearer loved a lot of sports and activities. Played football, soccer, track, baseball, practiced kung fu. He eventually went to Glenville State College in West Virginia to play football, but ultimately dropped out. Not long after that, he started working as a stripper in Florida. Woo! Sweet. But also auditioning for modeling and dancing roles. In 2000, he got cast as a dancer in the Ricky Martin music video for She Bangs. That's right. He also was a model for Armani and Abercrombie and Fitch. In 2006, he got his big break in acting, playing in the movie She's the Man. Since then, he's been in all kinds of movies. Step Up, Coach Carter, Public Enemies, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, Dear John, The Eagle, 21 Jump Street, Magic Mike, Mm. 22 Jump Street, Magic Mike XXL, The Lego Batman Movie, The Lost City, and coming out this year... Magic Mike's Last Dance. Uh, Our birthday suit wearer was married to Jenna Dewan for nine years, but divorced in 2018. Name that birthday suit wearer. Ah, Doc G, man. Let me get some initials. I'll take half credit on this. If I can get the initials, I'm pretty sure I can. I can't believe it. C-T. C-T. It's a it's a little bit of a bizarre first name. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you another clue. This will knock you down to point two five. Channing Tatum uh, got it. Ah, oh, there Tatum. it is. Point five. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Woo! He had he had to pull it out of the memory banks, Channing guys. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, man, turning forty three. Wow. Forty three. And he was in a Ricky Martin video. I did not know that yeah he did Neat. some dancing back in the day man he did some dancing uh I, I don't think ricky martin was just the only uh music video i think there were a couple pretty hmm. sure there were a couple yeah yeah that's why you know that's why he was so good for the movie step up which was you yeah. know all dancing and whatnot yeah 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 man channing tatum so yeah 43 just uh still looking killer yeah, he looking is. killer. So true. Um, Mike, uh, that makes you now a little bit higher there. It makes you 20, 27 out of 46 now. Okay. So not bad. Not bad. Now, Mike, um I, I found this a, a little bit uh <laughs> uh frightening. The first as you know, I added on a new section. Uh, top uh, Google question associated with our birthday suit wear. Oh, okay. uh, top Google question associated with Channing Tatum. What was Channing Tatum diagnosed with? Wait, what? And I got a little concerned. I was like, oh, God. What's going on here? What was he What was he diagnosed with? It's a little less intense than I thought it was. Then when I looked into it, uh, ADHD as a child. Mm. And I was yeah. like, okay. Okay. All right. I, I, right. I, I, 
Welcome to okay. the club. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, I thought that was going to be a little bit worse than that. And, and, all, and also recent. But, you know. Anyways, regardless, I hope you're doing well with your ADHD, Channing Tatum. Happy birthday, 43. Celebrate it. Mm. Celebrate it. Mike, you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Doc G. What do we got? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Mike, I've got a headline from Business Insider. Mm. Here's the headline. Quote, Warren Buffett says he goes to bed more worried about another pandemic or nuclear war than his company. Mm. Word. So I'm going to have to say, Mike, if I were Warren Buffett, I would be more worried about the fact that I'm 92. That's a fact. I mean, no offense to Warren, but Father Time seems scarier than any of those things personally. You know, to him. Not to everybody, but to him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and I got to say, he's worth $100 billion. No sh** not worried about his company nope like he's won that race already do you think he said oh oh no my company failed what am I, oh oh i forgot i've got this giant pile of money to fall back on mm-hmm. plus his company doesn't do anything except get more money it's an yeah, investment it's company yeah that's all yeah. it is so who gives a sh-? why would he be yeah. like oh no oh Oh, right, I forgot. I've got 1,700 bank accounts. I'm fine. Like, ridiculous headline, Mike. Way to waste our time. Jeez. Anyways, Mike. I guess it's kind of reassuring knowing that, hey, you can be a really old guy and not really worry about your age. You know, 92. I I guess. I guess the regular stuff. I get you know it's it's sort of it's sort of like uh, Ricky Bobby on Talladega Nights. I guess he's like, "Hey, with my income and my lifestyle, I'm going to live till 250. I'm Warren Buffett. This is fine." Like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, as you're well aware, the last 3 weeks we have decided to investigate all the latest trends and highlights of the F&B industry. Oh yeah. For oh, yeah. The, for the new listeners, that's food and beverage. Ketchup, mm-hmm. both as a condiment and as a demand. Um, Mike, <laughs> I've got great news, though. McDonald's has found a way to step up their fatness. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, Mike. Have you ever been sitting there eating a Big Mac and thought, I love this special sauce, but you know what? There's just not enough of it. Have you thought of that? Hmm. Maybe. Well, now I now I think I think that every time. <laughs> well, if you are thinking that, worry no more because McDonald's has announced that they are going to start offering Big Mac sauce packets. Heck yeah. That's right, Finally. Mike. Finally. Finally. Starting tomorrow, April 27th. Big Mac sauce packets will be available. Let's go. Exactly. 
Exactly. Now, Mike, as per usual, folks have expressed their joy on the best forum for expressing joy, Twitter. Uh, One tweeter said, Mac sauce on a McChicken. Hmm. Thank me later. (laughs) I'm pretty confident about that one, Mike. Pretty confident. I mean, I... I would have to say that sounds pretty delicious. That does sound delicious. I mean, you could pretty much put most sauces on fried chicken, and I'd be fine with it. Good Um, point, good point. Another tweeter said, quote, a game changer. Mm. I always just want to meet these tweeters, Mike. Like, in in my head... Like, I mean, you know, you've got a personal Twitter account. You got, you can talk about anything you want. You can post anything you want. And this guy is, or girl, whoever we got here, I didn't see who it was, is sitting at their office and they're like, hmm, to let everybody know this is a game changer. This is, (laughs) they've got sauce packets. This is, this is uh, amazing. Like, why? Why would you? I mean, I, lo- I love the confidence, Mike. The mm-hmm. confidence that people actually want to know it's a game changer. You know? Because I'd get ready to type that and I'd be like, nobody gives a shit. I'm not typing this. And I'd go back, yeah, no. you know? Like, it just. But this guy's like, no, people need to know it's a game changer and I'm excited about it. You know? So kudos yeah. to that tweeter. You know yeah. what? I'm going to go to McDonald's. For a 32-ounce Mac sauce cup and just drink mm. that shit, you know? Maybe I'll tweet like that one guy and say, Mac sauce on a McFlurry. Thank me later. Ew. You know? You know? Anyways, yeah. Mike, moving on uh, Moving on from F&B, a uh, little, little in, uh, statistics from business here. Walmart reported that its CEO earned 933 times its median employee last year. Jeez. Doug McMillan. That's Hmm. their CEO. Sounds about right. Doug McMillan uh, clocked in at $25.3 McMillian. So, that's not bad. Did you say McMillian dollars? I did. That was on purpose, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little is a little play on his last name. That's what I did. Yeah. Um I'm no economics analyst, Mike. That seems excessive. A little bit. I mean, listeners, tell me what Doug did to deserve nine hundred and thirty three times what the average person at Walmart does. You know? Hmm. Tell me the thing that Doug does that's so unique. That Walmart needs to pay him $25.3 million. You know? Hmm. So I'll tell you this, Mike. I will take the bet from anybody that if you remove 933 floor managers from 933 Walmarts, it would do way more damage to a Walmart than removing one Doug. That's a fact. Like, yeah. it would take three weeks before anyone even noticed Doug was gone. So true. Like, all of a sudden, somebody... 
hey, that guy that normally uh, comes around every now and then and shakes people's hands for photo ops and uh, says fake all the time, where's that guy? Oh, he's not here? Like, 933 times, there's nothing he could do. If he stocks shelves every single day, 24 hours a day, it wouldn't come anywhere close to that. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And the sad thing is, Mike, Walmart's not unique in this. The average CEO at the top 300 companies in the U.S. make 670 times the amount of their average worker. Wow. Hmm. That's hot. Show me one of those CEOs that deserves that, man. Show me one of them. One of yeah. them. What do they do? They're not doing Mike. Not doing All they're doing is rolling around on their cash. That's all they're doing, man. It's worthless, Mike. It's ridiculous. Come on, Doug. Just we need felt, more line line attendance. Amen. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> amen. I just felt like uh, pointing out inequalities today because I'm fired up, Mike. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Mike. Uh, Speak the truth. Uh, well, we're going to go to something completely ridiculous. Well, it's not ridiculous. It's just I found this uh, interesting, and I had okay. no idea about this. Uh, this is from Reader's Digest. This headline, if you see a coin... On a gravestone, this is what it means. Hmm. Mike, I didn't read the article, but I'm guessing it means you just found change for the parking meter. Huh? Yes. That's <laughs> the graveyard parking meter. I'm kidding, <laughs> listeners who are already offended that I'm stealing the change. I don't. I just didn't. 30 minutes today. I didn't. <laughs> Apparently, Mike, uh, I had no idea. This means uh, wherever that coin is, that it was a, a member of the military. Yeah. And apparently coins have different meanings. Mm. I didn't know that. Did you, I, I mean, you said, yeah, did you know that? Yeah, I think I did. I did know that, yes. Mm. We went, I've been to a couple military uh, graveyards. Right. I, don't, I don't think I've ever been to an actual military graveyard, you know? Yeah, been to a couple. Yeah. Hmm. Well, first off, uh, anyone uh, can leave a penny. So yep. any anyone that's uh, there's nothing special there, right? So I could go around with just a sack of pennies and give one to every single grave. That's what I could do. Mm -hmm. But a nickel, this means that the visitor who left it went to boot camp with the person that's buried there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And a dime signifies that uh, they served with the deceased military member. There was a point in their actual serving. And then a quarter signifies that the the, the visitor uh, was present when the soldier passed away. Hmm. Hmm. Which, like, you already went through that hardship. Why do you have to pay more money? I don't get that. Why is yeah. it the reverse? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like anybody should be able to live, leave like a 50-cent piece or something like that, mm -hmm. you know? like Yeah. That makes sense. But regardless, Mike, there you go. There you go, listeners. Next time you see change, now you know what it was there for. I had no yeah. idea. There I didn't know go. what the individual coins meant. I knew that the change was something associated with military, but not the... And now you know. Uh, yeah. you'll, you'll probably forget in a day or two, like myself. I probably will.
Regardless, yeah. uh, Mike, I've got super important article here. This is basically just uh, clickbait, huh? but uh, I've got uh, super popular names from the early 1900s that are now not even the top thousand names. <laughs> I will give you $20 if you can guess two of them in five tries. Okay. Now, um, I will tell you that they are predominantly women's names that I have listed here. I only have two male names in the 10 that I have listed. Okay. Um, Ethel. Ah, that's one! Nicely yes. done, Mike. Nicely okay. done. You you got four more tries to get the 20. All right. Um, I can't believe I even got one. I was just totally... I felt like I was just making that up out of my, my brain. You weren't making uh, it up. Okay. There's um, plenty of Ethels out there. Uh, I'm going to say... Um, like Bartholomew? I don't know. No. It's not like even too... That's way too classic. All right. Uh... Doris. Doris. That's a good one, but no. No. All right. You got two more guesses, Mike. Hmm. Ah, Doc G, this is... You got to pull deep. Er Earl? Earl? No, that's not... uh, That's okay. I'll take that as a guess. Um... No, you immediately regretted it. I'll give you another one. You, you, (laughs) as you were saying it, you pulled Uh... back. I just can't think of classic names, Doc G. What are what is a classic name like? Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll pass. It's okay. Oh, you had it's okay. one. You came out so. One. Yeah, you came out so right hot away. right away. All right, here they are: Mildred, Mildred, uh, Clarence, Clarence. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed. Bessie. Bertha. Bertha. Gertrude. Gertrude. Ah, oh, that would have been a good name. Yeah. Elmer. Agnes. Agnes. Blanche. And Blanche. Thelma. Thelma. Yeah. And I, I feel like you could have either got Thelma, Mildred, or, uh, or Gertrude. I feel like one of those three. Those Gertrude. The, that was low-hanging fruit right there, Mike. Yeah, it was. But we're going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guests. This is Sunroom <laughs> with their hit, Soul Adele Sir, right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP, 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do listeners need to do? Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, they should please subscribe Mm -hmm. wherever they listen to their podcast, SoundCloud, Apple. Uh, It's a cost-effective way to support the show and... If they're feeling extra generous, please leave a five-star review and a comment. We love comments. Amen. Yes. Amen, Mike. They need to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. They need to just get out there and jam on some Doc G show. Word. So they need For show. That's what they For need show. to do. And, Mike, we need to thank the folks that are already jamming on the Doc we G do. show. We do this every week. These are the regulars, also known mm-hmm. as the five-star listeners. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Jittawa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Spartanburg, South Carolina, Athens, Georgia, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Woo-hoo. Mike, I wasn't timing, but I think that might have been my fastest time through the regulars. Yeah, it was pretty fast. I felt like I was on a commercial trying to hide secrets about our company after <laughs> we sold a product. That's how fast I was going right there. Yeah. I the felt asterisk. like I was like, everything we just said was bull. Huh? <laughs> don't buy this product. It Side will, effects may include a little bit. It will give you Ebola. Jeez. You know, that's what I felt like I was reading out there. But regardless... All of those places, we do thank you. We do appreciate we do. the listens. And, thank you. You know, someday live shows everywhere, everywhere, everywhere on mm-hmm. that list. That's right, Mike. Let's uh, let's take a little. Let's peruse the four star listeners, the semi regulars here. Shout out! Uh, shout out to Peachtree Corners, Georgia. Still getting the listens in. You know, I think they were going through the back catalog and they were like, let's check some of these. You know. Hmm. So I appreciate that. Shout out to Peachtree Corners. Uh, Boynton. Boynton, Virginia. Shout out to Boynton. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, of course. Chi-Town. Shout out to the Windy City. Venice, Florida. Venice down there on the old southwest side of Florida there, Mike. Hmm. Manchester, Connecticut. Shout out to Manchester. Here's the nice one, Mike. Comanche, Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a good place. Okay. I mean, I don't actually know about the place. It's just a good town name, right? Like, you feel pretty yeah. pretty hardcore coming from Comanche. Sounds like a bunch of warriors. Yeah, yeah, right? Right? Bryan, Texas. Shout out to Bryan, Texas. Cedar, Minnesota. Here's a new one. Shout out to Jacksonville, Texas. All right. Oh. Say what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Leewood, Kansas. Shout out to Greenville, South Carolina. Shout out to Flushing, New York. Shout out to Westminster, Colorado. Shout out to Lima, Peru. Shout out to Salt Lake City, Utah, Mike. There we go. SLC. Yeah. There we go. Four-star listeners. Thank you. Thanks to everybody. Thank you you, to all the listeners. Thank you. Mike. Before we go to our interview, I felt like we might need to do 
A little miscellaneous file. Hmm. Okay. A little miscellaneous. So I got two things. I got two things. One, I saw some clickbait the other day that said, quote, take one pill before going to bed and change from XXL to medium in one month. Huh? What? Yeah. That's not how that's supposed to go. That's the thing. I, I'm so <laughs> used to seeing Viagrads. I was like, who's this for? <laughs> Had me in the first half, not going to lie. Who needs the reverse? <laughs> Who's like, this thing's getting too big. We got a pill for this. I got to bring this down. But apparently it's just a weight loss pill, Mike. That's what it was. Uh, gotcha. But I was like, man, that was, I don't know. I feel like their marketing group needs to think about that one a little bit. Regardless, mm. Mike, I've, uh, I've got to say, I was thinking about some social media the other day, and I got something that baffles me, you know? This is the thing that baffles me about social media, how people always recognize that other people can see what they're doing on their social media, but then also fail to recognize that other people can see what they're doing on social media. Word. Yes. The conundrum. You know? Like, so here, here's the reason that I thought about this, right? Because everybody, that, that that's all social media is, right? They're like, oh, I want to put this on so everybody can see it. Right. But then somehow they forget everybody can see it. And there are negative ramifications from everybody mm. seeing it, right? Yeah. Like, mm. I was thinking about this because did you see this story? A uh, young fella uh, around Chicago posted himself breaking into uh, Michael Jordan's mansion. Oh yeah, it, I did see that. His yeah. old yeah, his old mansion. He's been trying to sell it forever. Uh and if I had like twenty five million dollars, I'd totally buy it. But uh I don't. So I don't think Michael Jordan's in the market for some pirate booty in exchange for his <laughs> for his uh mansion. But regardless, Mike, this, you know, uh this kid posted on his social media him breaking into it. You know, like he's posting this because he wants everybody to know he did this cool thing. Yeah. But he's also forgetting that he's posting something that's a very illegal thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you know, on the list of things, you wouldn't really chalk this up to being a horrible, you know, a horrible crime, Mike. I wouldn't at least. I would chalk this up to shenanigans. I don't know about you. You know? Yeah. Shenanigans, tomfoolery, chicanery, whichever one you want to, you know, use as far as a synonym. But, like, I think what they're forgetting is when you do these things, you don't want evidence of you doing them. Nope. Like, that's the dumbest thing. That's like, on. Uh, that's like a lower level of me getting on TikTok and being like, hey, I'm going to rob this gas station. Watch me do it. And then just follow me in with the gun. Just be like, I'm holding them up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the money. Here it is. What's your name? His name is Jeff, and I'm robbing him. Like, Girl, come on. Come on, man. Yeah, not good. Come on. Not good. And then you get the followers, right? But you don't want those followers. You don't want a bunch of other criminals. <laughs> And it's just, oh, well, it, you know, it's, it's it's either criminals or it's trolls, you know? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's criminal trolls. They're like, you did that so bad. I could have done that crime so much better. That was, 
you're so weak at that crime, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, just. But like, yeah, I'm just saying, if you're gonna break into Michael Jordan's house, don't post it. You know. I mean, you know, maybe get a video. I'd recommend not getting a video. You know, um, because again, somebody hunts down that video. Mm mm mm. Mm. Bad. Bad. Yeah, not good. Not you know? good. Regardless, Mike, just thought I'd point that out. Just a little thought, you know? I'm going to go and watch that video, by the way. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, you know, it's pretty cool. You go in there, yeah. you're like, oh, my God, look at that gym. Oh, my God, look at that basketball court. 23. Oh, my God, look at that pool. That is so awesome. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than Luke from Sunroom right here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are super happy to be welcoming the lead singer of Sunroom. Luke is here with us today. He will be performing in Orlando, Gainesville, and then Jacksonville on the 28th. Luke, how's it going? Going good. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Of course. Of course. Now, you guys end this up. You've got a really cool uh, Southeastern tour going on here. And you end the tour with Shaky Knees. How stoked are you for the, I mean, that's got to be a big, I know you've done a couple festivals so far, but how psyched are you for Shaking Knees? Yeah, we're super stoked. We've actually only done like one other big festival before, so um, we're super stoked to get up there. It's going to be, it's going to be insane. And every time we're in Atlanta, it's, it's hectic, so. Nice. Um, it's going to be sick. We're playing with some of our favorite bands that day, too. Like, we're playing with this band, Fiddler, that we're super stoked on that day, so. Nice yeah nice well now you guys before this tour you've been i mean you've got you've got the incredible opportunity to open for some really awesome groups you, you open for inhaler and you you open for uh louis tomlinson um yeah now being the opening act for such huge audiences especially with louis like those are ginormous audiences that's a big switch from when you do headlining shows. I mean, you're bringing in fans, obviously, as as Sunroom, but it, it's it's not at the Louis level yet. So, like, how does it switch for you guys as far as performers when you know, okay, it's our show now, and it's you know, it's a it's a di different atmosphere that we have. Do you guys look at it any different, or is it just like let's go out there and do this? Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely different. I think when you're opening up, you know, you're kind of like 
you're trying to win the crowd over and um sometimes it goes better than others you know what i mean so like you don't really know what you're getting yourself into at a lot of those shows um thankfully a lot of those shows like mo- almost all of them were super sick who, who would um, you say crowd better fit your music was it louis crowd or was it inhaler's crowd that fit fit better for sunroom uh that's hard to say i mean i think i think initially i would have guessed inhaler um but honestly like i think both both of their fan bases were like super super stoked on what we were doing i think i was kind of more surprised that the louis fans were like keen for like what we're doing just because yeah. like our sound is so different and like um yeah i don't know i just you know when we first got that tour i was kind of like i don't know how well our music's gonna translate to like you know this fan base but it it went super well so and nice. like it was cool too because when we went on that tour um you know our first headline tour we went to like all the same places we played with him and a lot of those same fans that were at those shows came out to ours. So nice, bad, yeah, yeah. Won them <laughs> over, won them over. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's sick headlining because you know they they know your lyrics and you know our our shows always get pretty rowdy too, which is is really fun. Like, um, you know, there's there's like a little fun mosh at a lot of the shows and stuff too, shenanigans so. i've seen it in the videos yeah. they're shenanigans yeah right now, yeah totally now i saw a max in a in an interview you guys were doing he mentioned that while you were touring with inhaler uh that he saw that it was really important for the the headlining act to to support the opening act and yeah. and uh in the Orlando and the Gainesville show, you've actually got friends of the show uh, that we've had on the show several times. Hotel Fiction opening for you guys. Oh yes. Now, now have you have you seen Hotel Fiction play? Uh, we've never seen them play, um, but we uh, when we were our managers kind of sent us like a big list of potential people to open up for us, and uh, we saw like their Spotify and some of their like live videos, mm-hmm. and they looked super sick. So we were. We were super stoked to get them on the on the shows. I'm looking forward to meeting them and playing some shows with them. They look they look really cool. Jade and Jess, they're a good time. They are going to be a, a good good opening act for sure. Uh, well, so, on the on the flip side of that, you know, with with you again going back to opening with Inhaler mentioning how good they were to you guys. You know, four fellas from Ireland. Uh, yeah, you know. You know what did you expect going in when you first started, uh, you know, touring with them? And then how did, you know, that expectation get met? How did it actually turn out? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, so Inhaler was like the first band we ever like did proper shows with. Um, so we were going into it like so unexperienced. Like we had barely played any shows at all. Um none of us really had like any experience in like the real like music industry and so we were like so intimidated because like you know they they're a legit band and like you know they have like a legit following and like you know you look at the like all the photos of them and they just look like these like super intense like rock stars and we're just like (sighs) dang dude we're just jamming what do we do yeah yeah (laughs) but um yeah, I mean, right after the first show, like that first night, we became like 
super good friends with them. They're like some of the most like kind dudes ever. Um, like all four of them, we just got along with super well. Um, and we actually on that tour became like such good friends with them that they like had us out then to their Europe tour. And then we just did another American tour with them. So we've gone on three tours with them now. Nice. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things where like you just realize through an experience like that, like that, you know, being nice and like having fun with the other band is like how important that is and like how much it meant to us. Um, and that, you know, we want to do that now when, when, um, we have other bands opening for us. Just being like fun and accepting and just having a good time. For sure. Well, I, I heard that along the same lines with Louie. I heard you guys actually, you mentioned at one point you uh, you played ping pong with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got up to all sorts of shenanigans. Did, so. did you win? Did you win in ping pong? Uh, uh, so Max was the one playing him mostly, and I think he like lost the first couple and then like took the last win. So. Okay, okay. So it was a back and forth. All right. All right yeah, all right. it was back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hung in there. Well, let's, uh, we got the tour, but let's rewind real quick. Uh, and we actually, I mean, you know, it's crazy. It's, I have some artists on, on the show, you know, that's like, they've got like a, a, a 40 year career, you know? So I'm like, let's rewind. Yeah. It's like, wow. Okay. We're going back to 87. We're going back yeah, to eight, yeah. but like you guys started three years ago. I mean, that's the Genesis of sunroom was yeah. COVID. It's a COVID yep. baby. So mm-hmm. if I take you back to, to January 2020 and you're a student in college and I tell you, you know, I tell that Point Loma student, I'm like, you're going, you're going to be touring around the world with your band in three years. You're going to, you're going to be open. You're going to be playing audiences of like 3,000, 3,000 uh, people. You're going to play 115 shows in 2022, and you're going to play in 24 different countries. What, what would you think? What would that student think? Dude, yeah, I would I would not have believed you. I think because, um, you know, all my experience before, I had played in bands like all in high school and stuff, and I think the biggest we'd ever dreamed was like doing like a California tour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like playing in like San Francisco and like all these like places in California, like that kind of seemed like the the ceiling of like what you know a surf band like us could like do. Yeah. And so I think, dude, I would have been like shocked, man. I was like, I was like majoring in business, like about to flunk out of like all my classes <laughs> and stuff. So I was uh, things were looking grim, but. Uh, I was having fun, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty insane to be, you know, where we're at right now. I think we've just gotten like, so lucky. We've gotten so many lucky breaks. It's like pretty insane to like, look back on. So we're definitely super grateful for, you know, the opportunity we're getting. It is wild. And I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just part of the way that streaming works now and, and, uh, social media and everything else. But like, I was taking a look at it and at your Spotify, Australia is three of your top listening locations in the top five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, are, are you planning on going to Australia anytime soon as a band? Do you guys want to get out there? 
Dude, that's like the number one place I want to go right now. Um, we're definitely going to. Um, I'm not exactly sure when. I think we're kind of talking about maybe the top of next year going out there. Nice. Um, but yeah, dude, like that's like almost like all my favorite bands are out there. Like all of our favorite surfers are out there. Like, and it's crazy too because the culture in Australia is like so on par with the culture in San oh, yeah. Diego and so it's like it's pretty insane because you'll like see photos of like kids from there and like they look like all my friends you know so I'm, I'm stoked to get out there and play some shows I, um, the only thing that scares me about Australia is the terrifying wildlife man I can't yeah the, the, the huntsman spiders those things are like I know they're not poisonous but they scare the bejesus out of me they're just so huge oh like yeah Everything else, though, like you said, is 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 so similar to Southern California. But then, yeah. that's the one curveball that I'm just like, where did you guys yeah. get all these things? Where are I the know. animals from? But dude, uh, I'm like the biggest baby. I'm like the biggest baby with bugs too. So <laughs> well, I would get wrecked out there. Going back to the start of the band, you did. I, I heard you talk about uh, putting a, a video on TikTok. And, you know, I mm. went back and I looked at it and, and, and basically, you know, it's like, hey, me and my friends started a surf rock band. You're listening to it right now. And yeah. the amazing part was people actually started listening to it. Like yeah. from that video, you got thousands. And I heard you say, like, essentially from that video in a day, you basically got the amount of listens that your bands before that in high school had gotten all the way throughout yeah. pretty much yeah so like totally. would you say TikTok like essentially like greased the wheels for sunroom like that was like oh man we can do something with this this can be you know a, a, an actual band this can be what we do this can be our outlet yeah yeah i mean i think um i think tiktok is you know like the first thing unfortunately i hate to say it but i think it, it was the first thing that kind of got us out there um and it was so important i think um such an important thing for us because it got us in front of kids who weren't from southern california yeah you know what i mean like it kind of put us and our songs and like the imagery and everything from southern california in front of you know kids from like Kansas and stuff mm -hmm. where where it'd be so hard to like reach those kids you know if that platform wasn't a thing yeah um and so yeah it's pretty wild like it definitely you know and it put us in front of like kids in Australia and that's why like you know we have so many listeners out there and stuff now so it is yeah pretty, pretty crazy it's funny I, I I you know you mentioned it I think it, it's because, like, the Australian kids are listening to it, and they're like, oh, man, exactly like us. I can relate to that. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And I think the Kansas people are looking at it going, yeah, that looks awesome. That's where yeah. they live all the time? I want to live yeah, there. Yeah. Why aren't I living yeah. there right now? Like, <laughs> So, uh, now, was t TikTok was the reason, right, that you guys also got on the show Outer Banks, right? Yeah, yeah. They, like, posted some, like, thing about, like, them needing music, and so we, like, made, like, a some like TikToks and, and and you know I think I think like the the main like actor dude in it Chase Stokes like found um, found us through that and like he like was like 
posted one of our songs on his story and stuff and um yeah we got a couple songs in that yeah on the second so that was that was like kind of that was like our first break i would say mm-hmm. um that was before we did any of the tours so yeah that was pretty sick now uh have you guys any of you guys actually been to the outer banks in north carolina um i haven't i don't think any of us have actually um but we did go to Charleston. Nice. Which I heard is like where they filmed it. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, like it wasn't in the Outer Banks, but um, yeah, we still have them in the Outer Banks. I want to go so bad though. I want to. I want to go surf out there. I, w- I was about to say. I would say East Coast wise, I'm not obviously. I'm not a professional surfer, but I would say East Coast. That's your best location. You know. Yeah. yeah. Especially like day to day, you go to Nags Head, you go down to Kitty Hawk, like. That's your areas of best best sir. Yeah, you, you definitely get those guys that like curveball. I remember I had uh, Matt Mays. I'm pointing to his record, um, but I had Matt Mays in the uh, on the show, and he's from uh, he's from Newfoundland, and oh, crazy. he would go out there and surf in the winter when it was like yeah. thirty. And like just snows flying everywhere, and I was just yeah. like, dude. And he'd have these pictures, and his like his beard would just be covered in icicles. And I was just like, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to surf in that. There's no way. There's no, no way. No, yeah, dude, I I'm such a baby with the cold, so I, I would get wrecked. <laughs> well, now uh, you put together the whole first EP. That was all all you. So, Soul Del Sur, you put together in Jazz Cat Studio. Um, mm. And I, I think you could argue that it's it's the most surfy of the uh, of your, your music so far. It does have yeah, a yeah. super surf vibe to it. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I could imagine, especially Soul Del Sur itself, like, watching Endless Summer. You know, turning off the narration yeah, of yeah. Endless Summer and it being on there. And, yeah, like... Totally. I, I interviewed a bunch of bands from the L.A. area uh, before on the show, like Honey and Bad Sons, and you got, like, you know, all that sort of area and the neighborhood, and those guys were inspired by, like, New Wave 80s, you know? Yeah. And then you've got the other, the, uh, an, uh, another big group of L.A. artists that are inspired by, like, Sublime. When you look at a lot of, like, the reggae guys of Pepper and Common Kings, they go into the sublime area. Tell me about how you got into that surf rock sound that's on Soul Del Sur. Yeah, um, I think a big part of it was um, growing up in Long Beach, um, which is my hometown. Um, and there were just so many like cool like surf rock bands like in the area growing up. Like, that's just what, like, kids did, like... And so these so aren't, many- like, nationally recognized bands. These are, like... No, no, no. It's, it's just, like, there were, like, little garage bands that, yeah. like, you know, my friends would throw together and we'd play in backyards. And, um, you know, like, even before I was playing music, I was going to, like, those shows in the backyards. And, and uh, you know, they all kind of had, like, that sound. Like, kind of that 60s um, garage, like, surf sound. But, like, it's funny because at the time, like, I didn't even I didn't even realize it was, like, a 60s thing. Like, it, I just knew that sound from, like, the backyards. I yeah. didn't know where the influence was. Um, 
And then, you know, as I got older and got like more into like music, you know, I realized like, oh, this is where they're getting all that from. Like, you know, it's all, it's from the 60s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think initially like all the influence for that wasn't, wasn't even listening to like records from back then. It was just from like listening to the bands that like I would go to shows um, right. and watch. And then, you know, eventually I found... I found like the cool records from the sixties and got inspired by that. I was about to say now, I mean, do you still, do you pull, would you say from that? Do you go back to beach boys and the ventures and like trash men and all of that? As far as listening, do you still do a yeah. lot of that or do you just sort of spread it around as far as your influence? I, I think, yeah, I listen to like a ton of, of the sixties stuff. Nice. Like, um, I got like super kind of around the same time we were recording sold out. So like, that's all I was listening to is like kind of the early 60s like surf stuff and then kind of like the British invasion like yeah. garage stuff and yeah. kind of like combining things. Nice. Nice. Well, how yeah. as far as the sound too, I mean, you just mentioned it. How how integral is actual surfing to everybody in the band? Yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, that we all do a ton like when when I'm home, it's like every day and then I think it's, you know, it's also the same thing for, like, the other guys, too. Like, and, uh, and like, Max, our bassist, is, like, a crazy good surfer. Like, he's doing, like, big, like, air reverses and stuff. So, like, you know, it's it's definitely, like, something we do almost every day when we're home. So Now, yeah. are, you a, are you a morning surfer, afternoon surfer? Just depends on the surf. Any time of the day, honestly, like I live, um, I still live with all my buddies from college. And so it's kind of just like whenever they don't have a class, we'll just go. <laughs> nice. So, so you're, you're the guy, you're the guy with the basically bad habits. You're the bad influence of the, of the group being like, guys, exactly. you should probably skip class and just, uh, go surfing instead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, definitely convinced them a few times to bail on class. Well, now I the the newest EP I hear you said was a bit of a it was a bit of a love song to San Diego and sort of just the whole vibe of San Diego, the house party shows and everything like that. Yeah. Um, mm. Being a guy that grew up in LA, I always I I I honestly the times that I've been to both, I prefer San Diego. Uh, so mm. for for a guy that grew up in in uh, Long Beach and now lives in San Diego, tell me the difference. What's what's the difference? Do you see any difference as far as as Long Beach versus San Diego? Honestly, they're so it's it's pretty crazy like how similar they are in a lot of ways. Um, I think the main difference for me was just like living on my own in San Diego, like. I just kind of like went crazy with like the freedom like when I first got down here. You got to do it. Um, Cause yeah, I grew up like in Long Beach my entire life and I loved it. Like Long Beach is, it's like one of the states. I, I wouldn't have rather grown up anywhere else. But um, yeah, San Diego, I mean, I definitely, I think surfing is a lot bigger here than Long Beach. Mm. Definitely a lot of kids in Long Beach surf, but I think almost every single one of my friends down here that's like what their entire life revolves around like 
you literally like plan out your like meals around like when you're surfing, you know? So it's like, um, like literally like we have a whole room in our house right behind me. That's just the boardroom. And there's like, I live with like 11 dudes and there's like 40 surfboards. In there. <laughs> so you get a different yeah, board for different days, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I love it. Well, now, uh, if, if, if I'm going, I, I love asking this, this question. If I'm going to San Diego and I ask you where, where should I eat? in san diego what's your go-to spot in say i know being a a, a a college student turned artist there's not a lot of money to go around for for yeah. places to eat but where would it be yeah i think the i think the thing to get if you're down here is a california burrito and i think the place to get it is ortiz's taco shop that's ortiz's like taco shop. that's I like our go-to nice. taco shop for, for a good California burrito. I like it. I spent spent lots of money there. <laughs> a lot <laughs> gone down the drain there. Um, yeah. Well, now on the newest EP that I mentioned, Out of Their Minds, I would say you guys it was like you. We were just talking about as far as the surf sound. I would say that has a little bit more punk sound, more garage mm-hmm. sound. Would you say that was intentional, or was that more like? Once, because I know some of the other guys in the band have more influences different than than surf. Would you say uh-huh. th- that sort of influenced it a little bit working on those albums or these EPs? Yeah, I think so. I think I think the main thing is just like I just write kind of whatever genre I've been like listening to the most. You know, like like. I'll just go through different phases where I'm listening to different stuff and getting more excited about different sounds. Mm -hmm. And, and then I'll just like, it kind of like translates into like what I'm writing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, this summer I got a lot more into like punk stuff. And, and so it just happened to be like, that's what I ended up writing, you know? Cause I, I just always like, just want to create like what I'm interested in, you know, I'm not, I'm not super concerned with like keeping the exact same like aesthetic or the exact same sound, um, you know, consistent through like every project we put out. I think it will always kind of have a similar sound just because it's like, it's us, it's the same guys playing it. But like, yeah, I mean, when I'm like, you know, I, I got like really into punk and so I think a lot of that like bled through um which is exciting and i think um it's it's fun to just experiment with like new sounds and stuff so you're you're, you see yourself varying as you go but there'll always be that sort of underlying surf yeah on it because that's who you are exactly exactly nice nice well now i've noticed something and this this goes along with a lot of uh, bands, there's always this idea, but you guys have released everything independently. Uh, you know, there's there's no label distribution. I see, I see when you know go on uh, on Spotify, it's got your copyright at the bottom. And uh, yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing at this point you've had to have had some labels offer you deals of some sort. Do you want to mm-hmm. stay independent? Is that something that you guys look at as like? 
something you can actually achieve? Like, because I know some people find that as a benefit. And I definitely, if I were an artist, I would find it as a benefit in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 I think right now, you know, we've stayed, we've chosen to stay independent and we've like been loving it so far just because we don't have to like answer to anyone, Mm -hmm. you know, like we can literally make whatever we want and just put it out. Mm-hmm. And there's no one like telling us like, oh, like you should make one more like this last one or something. Like, I think that would, I don't know, that would just damper me like so much creatively, especially when it's you know it's coming from like some like people that aren't artists, older dude, like some like old dude like in like a office like telling me what we should sound like. You know, yeah. that just never made like any sense to me um of like you know that kind of thing going down but yeah i mean we've we've been independent so far and it things are going good and so you know i think we'll we're stoked on the path we're on i'm I'm never gonna say no to like hearing someone out um just because you never know what kind of like opportunities those can create but i mean we're stoked so far with with what we've been doing yeah, I, I completely agree. I always I've I've brought up I've to so many of the guests on the show like these. It, it never ceases to amaze me because they're always these different examples of where this artist will have an amazing song and they're getting ready to put it out, and somebody at the record label is like, nah, "That's not yeah. good. You don't want to do that. You don't want to." And like everybody tells them, "No, this is horrible," and then eventually somehow it gets out and it turns out to be this just super massive thing that everybody loves and everybody thought was an amazing song and you're just like yeah how were you so wrong why were you telling that like and it's like you said they're like they're not an artist so like how would they know and like if you're the artist you want to put out the music that you created you want to put out your product so I always like, and that's one of the great things about the way, you know, with, with streaming now, like that wasn't possible, you know, 20 years ago, if you wanted to be a band, you weren't going to be like, well, we're just going to be independent and we can, we can be self-sufficient here. Like if if you did that, you'd have to tour like every single night. So like, you know, so it's, uh, it, I definitely think it's a benefit. I think it's a good way to go. Uh, but last question, you guys are uh working on an ep right now i do believe uh now i wanted to ask just in general oh is is that ep part of the sort of goal for 2023 and what's the the overall goals for the band here in in the rest of 2023 yeah i think i think our goal is to just put it out as soon as possible um i think we want to get it out by like summer you know so so we actually just finished like tracking it all. So now we're just kind of like waiting for it to get mixed and mastered. And then I think we're just going to try to like put it out as, as soon as we can. Nice. I think we're just kind of on the, we just want to like put out, you know, as much good music as we can right now. Cause there's nothing like holding us back. And like, I'm so impatient with, you know, like once, right when one project's done, I'm like on to the next. And like, I don't want to like wait months for that project we just finished to come out you know yeah I mean? so for sure i'm excited to get it out for sure but now it's another ep i mean and i know 
It makes sense for the way a lot of people listen to music now, but are you ever thinking about doing like a full album instead of EP? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think we'll do one very soon. Um, I think just you know the past couple of years, you know we've we've been growing and we just like you know we've been touring a ton and like gaining new fans through that. So I think we've just been trying to keep up with that through like short releases with mm-hmm. EPs and like just getting it out as we write it. But um, I think pretty soon we're going to take the time to, to do a full-length album. Nice, nice. Now, are there other... I'm, I'm guessing for the rest of 2023, because this is a fairly short Southeastern tour, I'm guessing you got... Do you have any other tours in, in mind for the rest of 2023? Yeah, I think we'll be, we'll be headlining again in the fall, doing like a, a full like nation or like north america tour in the fall very nice um i think like be at home this summer and like work on work on recording more and then and then head out in the fall again and you got you've you've got you've got to know the ropes now for that touring you guys are good now after a couple of tours less yeah less chaotic these times around definitely yeah yeah we definitely learned the hard way in a lot of cases but i feel like we're, we're starting to figure it out <laughs> well luke i want to thank you for coming on the show man it's been a pleasure talking to you today yeah i appreciate it man thanks so much for having me for sure listeners you can check out all things sunroom on social media at sunroom band right now let's take a listen to out of their minds right here on the doc g show
here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, I didn't have to say it right there, but I felt like saying it. That's Regardless, you just heard Sunroom right here on the Doc G Show. Fantastic group. Say, Young Bucks, Mike, the world yeah. in front of them. The yes. world, I mean... Can you believe it? Uh, you know, I think the average age of the band was like 21. Uh, and they're 21. They have 126 shows in 2022. And they go to 24 different countries. No, oh, it's going to be a party. Good can for them. You, can, you, can, you, can you imagine that at the age of 21? Nope. Oh, my gosh. That, doing that, that nuts of a tour? Like, and then they got to tour... With Louis Tomlinson from mm. from One Direction, nice. Like you uh, imagine the shenanigans with a former One D fella. My yeah. goodness, jeez. I mean, no offense to Louis, uh, he's not bringing in the the hijinks, the the insanity that Harry brings in. Girl, come on! But he still brings in insanity. He's got oh, yeah. Louis. He's got Louis fans that are just uh, bananas. You know, and then you're yeah. opening for him. I got a feeling I would not fit in if I was the opener for Louis Tomlinson. Nope. You know how confused <laughs> the 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 teenage girls would be when I showed up there on stage. <laughs> Ew. Who the f- is this guy? What does he do? He looks like a homeless man. He's gonna what? No, we don't need him here. Like it'd just be it'd be bad. But it's usually no, it's usually the way it goes. Like you go, uh, it's the usually the opener seems to be like the opposite or just very different from, you know, like the lead. That's kind of how I, don't uh, know. I feel like people it, appreciate that. It depends. You know, it depends on what the, uh, the <laughs> it depends on what the headlining act wants. You know, yeah, Do they yeah, want yeah. somebody like them. They want somebody different. You know, in yeah. this case, they were uh, fairly different. I mean, Sunroom is, you know, beachy uh, surf rock. And uh, Louis is not that. So, you know, it was a bit different. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. Regardless, Mike, uh, thanks to Sunroom for coming on the show. I hope mm-hmm. the shows go well with the uh, Hotel, Cali- uh, Hotel California. <laughs> Hotel Fiction. Hotel Fiction. Jade and Jess, shout out to those guys. Um, Mike, we need to move on to the biggest growing segment in the world. Doc G top three. Now, Mike, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, this list that we came up with for this one made me realize, man, there are a lot of places out there in Europe. And just like when we did, when we did the Canada, when we did the Canada list. Yeah. There are way too many awesome things in Europe, you know? Mm-hmm. Live shows. Europe, Mike. Yeah, all the we way around. Yeah. All the way around, man. Uh, I've got a lot. Well, not a lot, but I've got some. And I could have done way more, but I, I'm going to throw out a couple of uh, a couple of uh, honorable mentions, Mike. Um, yeah, definitely. So a couple of honorable mentions. Santorini, Greece. Uh, mm. My goodness. What an island. Man, the beauty. The beauty mm-hmm. is just out there. Same thing, uh, a little bit of the you know the same deal, but different country. Mallorca, Spain. My goodness, mm. 
My goodness. So true. Uh, Rome, Italy, the history, right? Oh, yeah. Love to go yeah. to Rome. Uh, then the Matterhorn in Switzerland. My goodness. Uh, breathtaking beauty of those mountains. Yeah. Ah, Switzerland. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on an honorable mention. Swiss mountains would be awesome to see. Yeah. 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 And then the last one, Isle of Skye in Scotland. Looks just pretty phenomenal, man. Looks pretty Mm. phenomenal. But uh, there's probably about 35 that I could put on there, Mike. That's a fact. Mike, let's go ahead and pencil it in. Summer of 2024, Mike and Ben backpack Europe doing live shows. Sweet. Let's go. Again, I'd make it like two weeks before I'd be like, we got to go home, Mike. This is horrible. <laughs> I'd be like a week. <laughs> this is way too much. This is, uh, I I am not an adventurer. This is too much for me. Nope. Um. Mike, what is do you do you have any other honorable mentions? I don't know if this counts, but uh, I know it's like a Eurasian, um, you know. But I would love to go to Russia. My grandparents went to Russia. I always ask them, like, where would you go? Where would you revisit out of all the places you traveled? They traveled to a lot of places, and they uh, they always said collectively Russia. Huh? That would be a cool place to so be they very low. So. Be very low on my list, Mike. Yeah, be very low on my yeah. List. It's a. I looked up like things to do in Russia, and it was like, do not fly there. <laughs> like, I was say things to do in Russia. Nothing. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. Stay inside. Fall uh, off buildings. Get poisoned. <laughs> be you know. Nah, no offense, any Russian listeners. Uh, your your government frightens me. That's a fact. Uh, regardless, Mike. Yeah. What's your number three? <laughs> My number three would be Romania. I, by the way, these are all just the general country. Uh, I just want to go to Romania. That would be a cool spot. The it's the most biogeographically diverse country in the European Union. By the way, yeah, just it, throw that out it, there. it 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 should have made my um it should have made my uh honorable mention. Mm, I did. Yeah. I was thinking about putting it on there. Um, yeah, and I should have put it on. There. You like treasure? They got castles. Come on, Doc. they got tr- they got cash- castles. They've got they've got forest. They've got all kinds of. I don't know. If castles are associated with treasure, but you know what I mean. Sure, you got middle. <laughs> you got medieval treasure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. No. I think uh, I think Romania would be good. I should yeah. I should I should have put it on the old on the honorable mention, but. Yeah. Uh, my number three, I think I think it's classic. I think you have to do it. Uh, I have a lot of friends that have done it. My brother's done it. Athens, Greece. Oh yes, you gotta. I mean, it's it's just it's, there's there's too much history, man. Oh yeah, you just you just feel like putting on a robe and you know uh, a crown of olive leaves and mm-hmm. just think, you know, just. Just, just be a philosopher, you know, and walk around with some scrolls. My goodness, mm-hmm. yeah, co- some sandals. Yeah, my gosh, the 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 history. You could soak it up there, you know. Yeah, Man. it looks uh, it looks beautiful. It does. It number does. two on your list, Mike. That was my number two. Was Greece going to Athens, seeing the Parthenon? No, uh, I mean. Being specific, I mean, being broad like you were with with just Greece, 
There's all kinds of things, though, too. Like, I mean, they got so many good beaches in Greece. The hiking, yeah. The Samaria Gorge was one of the places I checked out. looked really cool, and there's no bears or not as many. (laughs) Wait, what? um, Which was something I thought was important. Totally at the top of Mike's (laughs) list. I'm going to go to Rome. How many bears are there? Don't worry (laughs) about it. I think they're pretty low on bears. Yeah. you know, uh, that's a, yeah. always one of those things that I find funny. I don't know if you've ever heard of the story of Milo, uh, the wrestler, Mike. No, I don't think so. Milo was this uh, fantastic wrestler. He literally, like, dominated the ancient Greeks as far as wrestling. But then he, uh, you know, rumor has it that he was killed by wild animals. That's how he actually died. Mm. And, like, there's there's this giant statue that uh, an artist made of him getting attacked by these wild animals. And in the, the statue, it's lions. Huh? And I'm mm. just like, Greece, where the lions come from like i would just be confused if i was milo and i was like what the what the, these are invasive where where did these come from <laughs> why is there a pack of wild lions in greece this is bad but anywho my yeah. <laughs> uh my number two florence italy yeah florence gotta go florence and the really uh, reason I got to go Florence, you got killer food. There's just so many good Florence specific dishes. It was tough because I thought Tuscany, because Tuscany, ooh, they got the best. They got the best yeah. food. But then you also got killer Renaissance art in Florence. You can be mm-hmm. a you can be a learned fellow in uh, Florence. So I I had to I had to go with Florence instead. I went with Florence. Yeah, Florence is sick. Number one. Mike. Number one for me, uh, this is kind of random, Iceland. I want to go to mm. Iceland, look for some elves, drive around the ring road. Mike, this may, not su- this may not surprise you. Their volcanoes scare me. Yeah. I don't like volcanoes. Yeah. No, don't want to be it. But it does look pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Looks pretty Northern cool. Northern Lights. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks like There's a lot of things, spot. Mike. There's a lot of things. Now, I've got one. Uh, I don't know if you, you've seen this place. I don't know if you saw this when you were looking it up. But my God, the beauty of this place. The majesticness of this place. Pleat VCA uh, Lakes National Park in Croatia. Ooh. I probably just butchered that name. But uh, Pleat Vicie, P L I T V I C E National Parks. My goodness, Mike, just look that up and just be amazed by the pictures. There are waterfalls, there are blue. Uh, It's just, oh, it looks like you're in some kind of amazing movie. Uh, yeah, so the, with the waterfalls. Yeah. Oh, wow, that looks like Neverland. <laughs> it's insane, man. They're <laughs> just going off. in the new Captain Captain Hook. Yeah. Um, wow, that's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the screensaver for, like, new TVs. Yeah, you know, it's bananas, like... man. Wow. It is bananas. Really nice. Croatia, they got, they got the, they got the stuff, man. 
That looks tropical. I mean, it looks like it does not. I wouldn't think that this is like a European place. Yeah, well, you got to, I mean, Croatia's got a pretty, you know, not, not, I wouldn't say tropical, but they've got a very Mediterranean uh, uh, environment. So, yeah, but it's uh, that, I mean, I just, I was blown away. I was like, you know what? I, I, I would like to go there at some point. I got to, I got to get there. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Pretty amazing. Mike, that is the top three for this week. Speaking of, we just we just got into it before uh, we started that top three, and I think we should dive into it. Um, who are the top three performers that you would want to open for? Mm. Say what? Who would you want to open for? This can be any entertainment, Mike. It can be in the realm of stand-up comedy. It can be okay. in the realm of music. It can be in the realm of poets. Ooh. Don't know if you want to open for any Some poets. Live poets, yeah. Yeah, slam poetry. Ooh, everything. Yeah, kind of cool though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't feel. Talk about a different crowd. Yeah, feel like that'd be the crowd you wouldn't want to have. As uh, feel like a lot of your jokes wouldn't land. Not because they weren't good jokes. I don't. I just don't think they'd be a good crowd for your jokes, Mike. A big. I get a bunch of snaps. The finger snaps. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. I don't need Anyways, lots of snaps. Listeners, write your list down. Who would you want to open for? Would you want to open for us? Live show. Mm, yeah. Doc G, Mike C, you're opening for us. Do you do you want to do that? Is the are the listeners in for that? And if you are, let us know. We'll come to your place. We'll let you yeah. open up. Mm-hmm. We'll let you do it. Uh regardless, Mike, we have two birthday suits left. Got to go on to these birthday suits. Um, I think you got at least uh, one. I don't okay. think you have the other. Okay. Um, but you could prove me wrong. I don't know. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, born on April 26, 1965 in Mineola, New York. Our birthday suit wearer loved sports growing up. He was a wrestler and a halfback on the football team. Ended up going to State University of New York at Cortland, where he wrestled and played football. But a severe back injury ended with uh, ended his ambitions in both wrestling and football. Not long after college, he started doing stand-up on Long Island. While working as a comic, he befriended Ray Romano and ended up having a small reoccurring role on the sitcom Everybody Loves Raymond. Then, as a result of all these appearances, he developed his own sitcom where he played Doug Heffernan a delivery man that lives in New York with his wife and his wife's father, played by Jerry Stiller. The show ran for nine seasons. In 2016, he starred in another show titled Kevin Can Wait. Throughout the 2000s, he also played in several films. Hitch, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, Grown Ups, The The Dilemma, and several others. Name that birthday suit wearer. Oh my gosh, why is this guy's name blank? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm blanking on this guy's name. Very, very want, simple name. Don't even want, uh... Oh my gosh, Doc G. Ah, I'm blanking, I don't know. I'm gonna All right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you the initials. I can't believe it. KJ. Kevin James. Kevin James uh, is it. 
You knew Kevin James. I knew you it. You knew it. I'm a fan. He's awesome, man. I love his his old school stand up. Uh, uh, Sweat the small stuff. Yeah, that came out a while special. back. Killer. That was special. a really good one. Yeah, that was a good, one, man. He um uh he's gone bald recently. Like he shaved his whole head. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a new 2023 thing. If hmm. listeners haven't been uh, keeping up with him, he's got like he's sort of got. Uh, I don't know if this is offensive to either of them, but he's sort of got the John Travolta look going. Like, mm. he's got, like, the beard, like, the fairly well-manicured beard, and then the shaved head. Hmm. Gonna look yeah. this up. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Top Google question associated with Kevin James. Are Kevin James and Adam Sandler friends? Hmm. And again, I think I'll answer this for you, listeners. Yes. Probably. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. They are friends. They've been in like eight movies together, and uh, they hang out a lot. So there you go. They are yeah. friends. Most likely, yeah. Mike, uh, the second birthday suit, don't think you're going to get. Last time. Wait, what? Oh, we're going to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, here we go. This is another one, though, that you say, how the hell did they get that number right? <laughs> How did they get that day right? So, born in Rome on April 26th in the year 121. Jeez. So, a little while ago. Uh, our birthday suit wearer uh, grew up uh, loving to learn, but also uh, loving sports. He trained in wrestling and boxing. Early on in his adult life, he became part of the government of the Roman Empire. Our birthday suit wearer became the sole ruler of of the Roman Empire in 161. He ruled Rome for 19 years until uh, the year um, of one, uh, 180. And uh, while being emperor, he was known for his stoic philosophy and had a reputation as a philosopher. He wrote several books while em being emperor, <clears throat> Between seven, uh, 170 and 180, he wrote his most seminal book, Meditations, which was a source for his own guidance and self-improvement. It is considered one of the greatest works of philosophy, with several quotes that have endured the test of time, like, quote, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. That's right. Or, the best revenge is to be unlike him who performed the injury. So true. Or, waste no more time arguing about what a good man should be. Be one. That's a fact. One historian said, uh, alone of the emperors, he gave proof of his learning, not by mere words or knowledge of philosophical doctrines, but by his blameless character and temperate way of life. A few years after he passed away, a column was built to mem uh, memorialize our birthday suit wear known as the Victory Column. Name that birthday suit wearer. Marcus Aurelius. Hey, look at you go. My goodness. Hey, Meditations is a great book. I got it. Got it over there. on the shelf, Doc G. Mike, you are full of surprises. <laughs> you are full of surprises, Mike. That is, uh, that is, I you you don't get Kevin James on the first try. 
and you get Marcus Aurelius, you know? <laughs> yeah, so random. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But he does, man. He shoots out the knowledge, that dude. He does. He yeah. shoots out the knowledge. Yeah. Mike, top Google question for Marcus Aurelius. What is Marcus Aurelius most famous for? Hmm. There you go. There you go. This I like the fourth question better, though. The fourth question was, uh, are Julius Caesar and Marcus Aurelius the same person? <laughs> huh? Uh, no. Nope. No, listeners. That's why they have two different names. So true. I mean, I do get it. They changed their names a lot back then. You get a new title, you change your name, but yeah. <clears throat> come on. I thought you were going to say, uh, are Marcus Aurelius and Julius Caesar friends? (laughs) I know they did a couple of movies together. Are they they hang out on the weekends, those two guys? Uh, No. One of them died way before the other. Julius Caesar was a ruler like uh, 200 years before Marcus Aurelius. He was basically the collapse of the Roman Empire, and then Marcus Aurelius was actually a good... Uh, you know, a good um, a Caesar, a good mm-hmm. ruler. Yeah. Re- regardless, uh, Mike, there you go. Two and a half out of three. That's a pretty good week. <laughs> That's a pretty solid week right there. I mean, you, it. yeah. I mean, you started. Wait, no, out- I didn't get. Ke- I barely got Kevin James. I was. A, wouldn't it be? Hold on. No, I had to. I had to give you. I had to give you the initials. So. Oh, okay. Uh, oh wait. Did I have to give you the initials on uh, Channing Tatum? So oh, yeah. you're two. Yeah, so two, two. for three. Two yeah, for three. two for I'll three. I'll take two for three. Still, that's yeah. higher than the average that you started with. There so we go. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So you now you're 28 for 48. There we go. <laughs> 28 for 48. Nicely done, Mike. Nicely <laughs> done, Mike. We have some amazing shows coming up. My goodness, the next show it's the one we've been holding. We've been holding for a while. Shine down. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's going to be good. We talked to Barry. Barry is a fantastic dude. Can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. Then we've got some other great uh, uh, great interviews coming up. we got an awesome interview with a new up-and-coming band. Uh, we've got Ace Monroe coming up. Very excited about that one. It's going to be good. Uh, but until then, Mike, we need to wrap it up for this week. I have been your host, Doc G, with me as always, the one. The only Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thank you so much for having me. Woo! And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.